What is life? What is death? What am I doing here? Who am I without? I sat up in bed and I realized in that instant of sitting up in bed and breathing, I went, Ugh! like this breathing in air. I realized I hadn't been breathing the whole time that um, I would have been in this experience. And I made that sound so loudly, it woke Tony up and he sat up and said, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know, but my life will never be the same again. bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter until it was filling in every direction and it was made up of lights and flames and white and just got closer and closer and then all of a sudden it hit me. And but suddenly there was like this kind of like this portal just opened that there I could just sense that I have access to all the information in the universe. So I had like this very deep connection with my team, offered up this prayer, and within like two months my entire life fell apart. So... <laughs> You know, spirit doesn't mess around, and <laughs> when you ask, it is always given. And then, in that dream, I understood that I am, what I am is mirrored throughout the whole cosmos, that it's part of, I'm part of all of that. I am uh, literally part of everything in the cosmos, and all of that is part of me. It can be seen by me through these, these mirrors. And so I felt like this web of life, you cannot unplug from it. You cannot get out of it. No matter what you do, you are in it and it is glorious. And all of that energy and potential and creativity and possibility is ours. And that we, all of the universe is reflected in our very being, in our very selves. And everything that we are is reflected throughout the whole universe too. There is no separateness. There is no such thing as anything being separate. In 2020, what a ride. My life is a hundred thousand times better than I ever imagined it could be.
hey everybody good morning welcome in welcome in it's another episode of the buddhist biohacker my name is lisa i am your mystic guide and the host of the buddhist biohacker youtube channel and welcome to everybody who's joining i would love for you to share where you're from we love that so very much and I'm thrilled because I am here today with Michelle Snelling, who is a dear friend, a colleague, and an incredibly gifted medium and healer herself. So welcome, Michelle. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you, Lisa. And I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so excited for our first show. And can I just say that trailer for that movie? Oh, oh. <laughs> Every time I see it, it gets me. I, It just gets me at a soul level. It's Beautiful, and I another gorgeous piece of content you've put together for all of us, and I can't thank you enough. So, oh, thank you. You know, I'll tell you what, Awaken Grace is probably at the top of my passions, and um, I plan. I have fifteen episodes for our first season, and um, which will be this year, and then I'll be filming other episodes for next year. And I plan on continuing to share stories of awakening because they're so professional. I mean, you think the trailer's amazing? Like, try editing these and watching them hours and hours and hours of watching these stories over and over. Like, I have been blown apart by by those stories. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, and I think it's so, so incredible. I mean, the stories themselves are beautiful. And I know that they didn't all happen, like, in 2020. But the fact that, you know, so many things did happen and that people have an even deeper realization I just love from mm -hmm. this year that so many have termed like hell and crappy and you know what I mean? I do. It's been the best for so many. And I, I don't think we can, you know, ignore that. So. I totally agree. Now we're here. So we're, this is a brand new addition to Buddhist yes. Hacker, and our show is called Truth Refined. And I think we talk a little bit about what we're even doing with this show. Yes. And yes. Why we wanted to do it. Cause I think we wanted to cut through the BS. I feel like there's not a lot of folks talking about um, how to really deal with the truth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we, I mean, this really came from a, a personal conversation that you and I were having about how things were changing for us. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, don't necessarily understand it, don't know what the path is, whatever. And that can cause some unease and some fear and whatever. But, you know, you've got to get to the truth. You've got to. And there's certain ways that you can get to the truth. And that um, I can't remember the gentleman that you that you mentioned in our conversation that was talking about the middle. Oh, yes, yes. But that, you know, that led to, wow. I mean, we went a whole bunch of ways with that. So we did. Yeah. Cause it was all about, yeah, I think it was Andrew Bartzis and yes. what, what Michelle and I were talking about for everybody out there to have some context is there's definitely people taking sides, right? There's one narrative, there's another narrative. And I think the trick is to not be on either narrative and to step out of it. And even saying that can anger some people. Like it's hard to pull out of the narrative because you want so badly to believe in reality. And it feels, Michelle, I was saying yesterday, I said, I sort of feel like Neo in the matrix when he looks around and everything is like codes and he's yeah. like not seeing 
like reality anymore. And I think a lot of us are feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And hi, everybody. Oh my gosh. Hi, Karen. Yeah. Hi, Lily. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Michelle. I want to throw it to the audience while Michelle and I kind of share our thoughts about all this. What are you guys struggling when it comes to the narratives, to your own personal truth, to your relationships that are things that are happening there? Like, what are you struggling with? Because I think that's going to help us to know how to help you. Because this show is about supporting you and each other. (laughs) I think Michelle and I wanted to support each other. Yes. How do we stay out of it? Because you... You get caught, it's so easy to get caught up in politics or the financial markets or, you know, even the spiritual stuff, you know, like who's right? Like, you know, is this spiritual teacher right? Is that one right? I mean, it's, how do we even, what do we even do, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when we talked about this, I said that it was probably August, early August when I really started feeling like I'm just kind of done with all of this BS, like mm-hmm. all of it, the, the virus crap. Can I say that word? Yeah. I can say that, right? That one's okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, this, you know, the reason for the, the virus, the shutdown, the politics, all of it, that as conspiracy theory, not conspiracy theory. And really what led me to be done with it was it felt like an overwhelming amount of information, but the shame is what I could not tolerate. I could not tolerate the shaming that I was seeing on both sides to the other side. And I think what really, and this is me not being in the middle at all, but what, (laughs) but this is really what it was, is I was seeing all of these people that are woke, spiritual, all about love and light. And they were the ones throwing the most dirt Mm. and throwing the most shame. And I'm just like, you know, I had a hard time with that. And so I just thought when I was meditating one day and I just thought, what if I just like go to the middle and I don't have an opinion, like for the first time in my life, because I'm a strongly opinionated girl. What if I just didn't have an opinion? And so I started just every time I would fill an opinion or I would just kind of, I had this visual of this road and I would just bring myself right back to the center line. Like I was writing that center line, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just noticed that it helped so much. It helped tremendous amount. Mm-hmm. And I, so. Well, yeah, and to, to completely like put an exclamation point on what you're saying, like I was in the same boat. I, you know, it's a tricky thing. And I know, you know, this Michelle and, and is, you know, I channel, right. And so the information that I receive about the galactics of this, because this is so much bigger than yes. the United States politics. Like this is like way beyond our planet, way beyond our solar system. I mean, this is bigger than a virus. Yes. Yes. It's so big. Yeah. And so the information that I receive can be very jarring. And what happened was, you know, my husband and I went on this journey because he would ask me, like, what is this all about? Like that you're talking about and like, what is real? And I didn't know how to communicate that linear. I, I didn't understand it. So we went on our own journey of exploration and, and discovered all the information about the theories out there and things this last year. And I can tell you guys, like, I don't, I didn't know about a lot of it, but 
I also received a lot of information about a lot of it. So I was kind of surprised, whoa, there's a lot of people who know truth out there. But same as you, I got, it was like easy to get hooked. And I think that's really what I want to share with everybody is if it's hooking you, it's not of the highest light. And that was where I had the same epiphany you did, which was we have to get out of this because I'm waiting to get information from sources about the narrative, whichever side it's on. And that's a hook. That's an energetic pull when really the highest place to be is out of it and to just be with the unknown. The divine feminine is like, I just am going to be okay with whatever happens because our missions in these avatar bodies are not, they don't have anything to do with waiting for information. They have to do with creating, you know, and, and being a form of God in the world. And so that was where I was like, same as you. I'm like, dude, what if I just, and the shaming also, I agree. And like the, the political propaganda, it was, that doesn't feel good to me. That didn't feel like spiritual energy to me. It felt very, you know, icky and sticky. And, um, Yes. I, I love what people are sharing. Carrie said it's so difficult to help people understand what it is like to be out of the narrative. How do mm-hmm. we explain that to people, help them understand? Um, and some of you guys are, are talking about, you know, feeling also like misled and just done kind of with the stories. And so thank you guys for your comments and keep them coming. Yes, um, please. Yeah. And, you know, I would like to say that I like... I don't channel like you, Lisa, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I am so fascinated by the fact that you got this information having no idea what it was. Then you went searching and found that other people know this, right? Like I love that because that's proof that it's truth because you didn't read it Mm -hmm. and then go, you know, and then search Mm -hmm. for more proof of it. It came to you through that middle way. That you were in that middle way, you were in the middle and it came, right? That's yeah, yeah. You were in that source. But I don't get the information that way, but I just have my intuition is on. It's like spidey sense, whatever you want to call it. Like I knew when January 2020 came that something wasn't right. I knew it. Like before we even started, I knew something wasn't right and I didn't know what it was. But I I, you know, I just kind of said this doesn't feel right all along but i got to a point where it's like i had to stop asking why like Mm -hmm. why is this happening why is that happening why are they doing this why are they doing that because all that did was take me in this spiral Mm -hmm. uh, that took me down further and took me further away from what i my truth and really at the end of the day i think that's what our show is about is each of us finding our truth Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the same art. My truth doesn't have to be your truth. You know, Carrie's truth doesn't have to be our truth. It might be some of this, a little of that more of that, you know what I mean? Whatever, yeah. but it's about finding ours. And I think that it, it really is scary too. There's a, a fear about moving out of it. But the interesting thing is I love what you were saying about the divine feminine and the uncertainty because isn't that what everybody was having the hardest time with in 2021 was or 2020 was being uncertain. Yeah. 
Like they couldn't stand it because yeah. we, we, we just thought we knew what was going to be. It's always been this way. You know what I mean? And, and we have to be comfortable being in the uncertain. That's the truth of it. If we really want it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We have to. And so it, um, yeah, I mean, there's so much we could just keep going about. <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, do we have more, do we have more comments? Um, yeah. And you know, I, Lily says what I was, one thing I did want to say though, sorry, was it's so scary to leave the narrative, to leave the groups or the narrative that you've been connected with for a long time. Mm -hmm. Cause these are people we love. They're people we know people we've looked up to, you know what I mean? There's a lot of, and it's a challenge. I mean, I, and the unfortunate thing for me is I have seen like families torn apart by the political narrative. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just because they're one, they're so entrenched in their own opinion. It's like, wow. You know, it's, it's unfortunate, but yeah. Well, and even just looking at the leaders and the spiritual community and them being torn apart and relationships, you know, dismantling and the disappointment with each other and all of those things. And it's a real thing to, to have to deal with right now is, well, who believes what and, and where do we want to go from here? And <clears throat> when we talk about leaving the narrative, you know, um, True compassion is meeting everyone where they're at. And just like you're saying, Michelle, everybody has different beliefs and feelings. And I'm really sick and tired of spiritual leaders and teachers saying that people are not awake if they don't believe X, Y, Z, because that is a judgment of someone's awakening and where they're at. And I think everyone is where they're supposed to be. And everyone has the same opportunities and the equal right to create what they've decided to create in this life and what they're choosing to do right now. And so to judge it just really made me angry. And it really led me to creating the Ajatakasha app. I mean, I created the social media app because I just wanted a space where we can all be ourselves and we don't aren't going to judge each other and, and we can just share. And it's been so yeah. profound to open up that community space and see the art and the altars and the different religions and the different beliefs and the creativity and the, the support of the community because everybody's able to share themselves. And if the whole world was like that, it would be a lot imagine um, yeah imagine i mean i i've been having some stuff going on this year and so i've been really quiet um and just taking a step back to to really find my truth and the only way that i could do that was to really be still i really you know and i love that it's winter that's perfect but um i've been having memories of things like from a long time ago that have come up that are important that wouldn't have come up if I was if I was busy and there was a lot of noise and stuff. But um, the memory that came to me several weeks ago was I was little. I was probably four, maybe. I was. We were in church. I don't know what was going on, what was being said, but all of a sudden I had this visual of the church was packed, and I had this visual of every single person in that church on a path, their own path, 
Like they were all different colors. They were all different shapes, mm. you know, rock, sand, whatever. But everybody was going to this same bright light. You know, it was just like this beautiful, bright golden sun. And everybody was walking there, but they were on, you know what I mean? Like some people went around this thing and, you know, it just, but it just showed me like everybody's on their own path. And so you don't need to worry. Like you don't worry that they're going over there. They're going there. You know what I mean? They just need to take that little detour or whatever. And so I had forgotten about that, but that, um, that was profound and really, you know, made an impact on me so that I, I really have tried my best not to judge somebody mm-hmm. or what they're doing in their life, as long as they're not hurting a child or, you know what I mean? Something like yeah. that. But, um, but, you know, I remembered that and it's like, that's really what the bottom line is. That's compassion. Just what you said. That's compassion. If we can remember that, you know, we, we all are individuals. We all come into this with our own purpose, our own personality, our own all this, and it's going to be different. That's okay. Like, can't we embrace that? Why do we have to shame everybody? You know, I totally you, agree. You know, I just I don't understand it, and I'm and I'm sick of it. Like, I'm sick of it. I, I'm you know I'm anyway. So yeah, I just. We both are, which is why we're yeah, doing the show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I'm a little angry. If you can't, I'm a little angry about it. And I'm, you know, and like you said, you there's anger and and it's still I'm working through all that because it just every once in a while I'll read something on a typical app, not the Ajatakasha app, which <laughs> you're watching this now live replay and you're not on Ajatakasha, you've got to get over there because it is absolutely the most beautiful space. And you can feel the energy the minute you open it. It's like you can just feel it. It is, you know, we're all energetic, whether we understand it or not. And there's an energy to all this stuff we're doing. So if you, when you get on a Jatakashi, you can feel how good it feels. So. Oh, thank you. Well, and it's really profound what you shared about your experience with the past. Um, because I had a very similar experience back in January. I, I did this guided meditation that was this like path to 5D. And it was like, go look at the path. So you went through this journey and you got on your path to 5D and you're like looking at the path. And I noticed I saw the 3D path, which again, we can talk about how all that sort of BS, but um, there was this 3D path and I saw that they ended up meeting in the front. And I had a very similar epiphany of you and a very similar visualization where I was like, we all still go to the same place. Like this really isn't a matter of, because there's a little bit of elitist energy within this whole who's 5D, who's 3D, all that stuff. And, you know, my belief, and I think it's worth talking about, you know, are there multiple dimensions? Yes. But I did a presentation, I actually did a PowerPoint presentation that is on my channel right now called 1111D. And I did a PowerPoint about the dimensions because about June, May, or it was probably May of last year, I was like, everybody's spouting this 5D, but nobody really knows what anyone's talking about. And so if you're wondering, um, I'll try to figure out how to put a card link up on the replay for that video. Um, 
but it is under the, it's called 1111D if you go to the Buddhist biohacker playlist. But I go through the different dimensions and, you know, there's 11, in super string theory, there's 11 dimensions. Mm -hmm. um, but there's, scientists are saying there could be, you know, millions. We don't really know, right? Yeah. Super string theory says there's 11 dimensions. And the thing is, we can experience all of those at the same time. So this whole concept of going from 3D to 5D, while there's validity to it, it's not really an accurate portrayal of our interdimensional experience as beings on the planet Earth and as spiritual energies, souls inside the body. You can really experience multiple dimensions in the meditation, in a guided journey, in your conscious state. You know, there's all yeah. these experiences and the, the ascension cycle that we're in is really, the earth has already moved into fourth density consciousness. And so all of that, again, is like jargon. It's not, not valid, but it's just, it's not like you're not going to go there. I mean, there are people that I've seen that are afraid they're not going to like go to the new reality. And I think it's really, you create your reality so don't get caught up in all of this. Am I in 5D? Am I doing? Because I think there's a lot of shaming around not being 5D. There's a lot of that going on. Absolutely. And, you know, the first thing that I thought of when it was happening, like, you know, because um, I don't necessarily have the scientific brain to, like, hold on to all of the terminology and, and you know, grasp all the concepts in real depth, but I do understand, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, because, you know, I'm intuitive and so I can connect and feel and whatever. But, um, and I, and like you, I, I'm like, well, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm always in 5D. So does that mean I'm not okay? You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, no, that's not true. And what it reminded me of is just like, you know, when people say, oh, if you, you're, you're not saved if you don't follow, do this exactly right. Or if you don't do that exactly right with different organized religions and things like that. It's like, it's just, a, it's a means of control. And, you know, and that's to me what this is too. It's just like, you know, and, and I think that compassion, that word is so important. Like compassion is if we, if we really practice that on a daily basis for ourselves and for you know, and maybe we need to start with everybody outside of us because sometimes that's easier mm -hmm. than with ourselves. But if we really practice compassion, that would do so much to healing this world. You know, it really would. And it, you know, and it's just, and it's just the shaming. I mean, like, you know, it's turned into a form of the old inquisition. Lily's right. That's, you yeah. know what I mean? You know, where you're even afraid to say anything. You know what I mean? You're afraid to say, oh, my God, what are they? you know what I mean? If I say what I really feel like, who's going to come at me? But and it keeps being something different. First, it was masks. Then it was um, and 5D in there. Now it's the I can't I don't know if I can say the word, but the thing that you can go and get a card that says you got it, you yeah. know, now it's that it's and then, you know, who knows? It's just going to keep going because it's all about separation. You know, that's. That's what I believe the the end goal of whatever this thing is. It's like depersonalization, separation, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of people that have been posting lately. I've seen about how, you know, even with masks on, you can see people's eyes and connect and, and mm -hmm. yes, I agree. However, we cannot underestimate the impact that having a mask on all the time does for us, for human connection. Mm -hmm. We can't get a full view of the person that yeah. doesn't, that's not good for us. You know, no. I don't believe anyway. I agree with you. And, you know, to get even more controversial, like the segregation happening, even like on prime video, like we're segregating and separating genres, races, sexes, all of these things. And it's like cutting the pie and cutting the pie and cutting the pie. And the purpose of self-realization and enlightenment is actually you're bringing it all together and all together and all Inclusion. together until you realize that we are interconnected beings, that we are all together. We are all one. When I first channeled Oxun back in 2008, that night he said through me, we are all one. We are one heart. We are all one. And, and, and that's the truth. And so this consistent separation is so destructive for all of us. And I think we can recognize each other as individuals and our true individual gifts, our inherent talents, our beliefs and all those things. You know, it makes me think, Michelle, this really profound teaching. So, you know, I follow His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Yes. For those of you out there, I spent seven years following him around. I'm trying to finish my book about that. But um, for seven years, I saw him seven times once a year and yeah, was able to goosebumps. Oh, he's so, he's so amazing. Oh. I took this photo. So this photo up here, I actually took this photo of his holiness. Um, this is on the white house lawn in Washington, DC. Um, and was this close and got a picture of him. And I actually have several photos of him that will be in the middle of the book, you know, that I took yeah. of him from when I saw him. But one of those most profound teaching, I'll never forget this. This was in Washington, D.C. So this is 2011. And he was doing a teaching at, at the Verizon Center in Washington, D.C. for the College Chakra. And he said to everyone that was there, he said, because a lot of people were converting to Buddhism at that event. It was an initiation event. So you had the opportunity to take your Buddhist vows with his holiness. So a lot of people were doing that. And so um, he said in the teaching, he said the Tibetan language and culture is being lost because the Chinese government, of course, came in and took over. And they're actually tearing down statues and temples, mm -hmm. sound familiar, and rebuilding them in their mm -hmm. own language. So this is very familiar if you pay attention to what's happening in the U.S., but they, they tore that down and they were rebuilding. And so what the Dalai Lama had said was, you know, um, his culture is being lost and the Tibetan language isn't even being taught anymore. And so his lesson was, he said, I know many of you want to become Buddhists today. He said, but he said, there is so much value in your own individual religious tradition, philosophies languages, where you come from, who you are. He said, do not convert to Buddhism because you 
are running away from that or because you want to erase that. He said, you want to adopt the philosophy of the Buddhist traditions in your life, but you really want to value your traditions. And it was really powerful for me. I'm raised Irish Catholic and it was powerful teaching because I thought, gosh, like he's right. Like I grew up going to midnight mass and I actually had a really lovely experience as a Catholic. So I don't have like Catholic guild or any of that kind of programming, but I had a really lovely experience. But the point is, you know, what do I want my kids to experience, you know, and how do I want them to grow up and what do I want them to think? And so it really is this interesting teaching of like, wow, we have to value our own beliefs. And it goes back to what you and I are saying, which is everyone is where they're at. And that's the beauty of it. We are all so different and unique. And we bring all these different traditions and cultures and values and teachers. And we all learn from each other. It's so important. It is. And I mean, what wisdom, like we already, we know the Dalai Lama is wise, but that, and in that, just that teaching for him to say that to a, an arena full of people, like, don't do this because you don't like this mm-hmm. and you like this better. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why can't it be all of, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to say none of this, all of this, which this is the middle. That's what he's talking about. You know, incorporate the parts of Buddhism that you love, you know, and incorporate the parts of Catholicism if you love, you know what I mean? And that's, that's a hard thing because that's really not what we're being, that's not the narrative right now. It's if you're, you're either all this or you're none of it. Mm -hmm. And so that then when we, when we ascribe to that way of thinking, and then we have those urges to kind of go to that old way, we we shame ourselves or we tell ourselves it's wrong. Like, you know, I, I was raised, I'm not Irish Catholic. I'm Italian Catholic. So the guilt is <laughs> deeply entrenched, you know, because that Italian, they, they gotcha. But, um, and you know, but I had a wonderful, I mean, I loved going to, I loved church and, you know, I left church for a very personal reason. Um, it, that I'm not going to go into, it doesn't matter, but, um, and and I'm okay with it. Like, but I do know there are times when I need to go back. Like, I, it's like I, my soul just says, you need to go to that foundation. You know what I mean? And so I go. And and that was, um, I, that was Sunday, like Saturday night. I knew like, I need to go light a candle. And I thought, well, that is weird. Okay. You know, I don't even know if I can. And then we got up the next morning and my husband said, you know, what do you think about going and lighting a candle? And I'm like, we're lighting a candle. Cause this, you know, I thought it, I felt it, you said it and it felt really good. Like, and so then the whole way I'm the whole way there, I'm thinking, Oh, is this going to like, am I going to want to go back full time and everything? And then I just kept coming back to the middle. You just go to light a candle. You don't need to make it anything more than it is. Doesn't need to, you know what I mean? And I went and lit the candle it was beautiful. It was powerful. It felt good. You know, why can't that be enough? Yeah. So yeah. I let it be enough. And it was, you know, it was beautiful. So I appreciate that message from, you know, his holiness, because I think that that is true. I think. And, and I also think that different points in our life, we're going to be attracted to different things mm-hmm. because of our energy. We're always changing. Yeah. You know? That's another concept that I think is hard for people 
is that, you know, we are energy. We are changing. We're meant to change. We're meant to have different paths. We're meant to grow. This antiquated idea that you, you know, know exactly what you want to do when you graduate from high school. You go to college. You get your job. You stay in it until you retire. That's just, you know, that's doesn't work. I mean, I'm 53 and I'm still figuring out exactly what I want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be that way till I'm done with this physical thing. I'm still going to be figuring out the truth of where I'm at. So. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. I mean, amen to all of that. And and I think too, there's a spiritual component here, which when you talk about the evolving and the changing is the more that you open up your spiritual gifts, you're absolutely going to be attracted to different things because you open up those past lifetimes or alternate lifetimes, I would say, because I don't know that I believe that there's past anymore. <laughs> I think it's all yeah. happening at once. Yeah. But you open up those alternate lifetimes and you start to have these experiences. I mean, I just had this powerful experience with the Aboriginal energy. And mm -hmm. uh, and I got my book, by the way, actually. Oh, yay. So the book came yesterday, the people in between. So oh, I'm gonna read this awesome. this weekend. And you know what's cool is like I I did this painting was totally intuitive wherever it went. Oh my gosh, my app. Hold on, I'm getting it. Because this is yes. a story. Get it, get it. Get it, get it. So I did this Aboriginal painting all intuitively. Okay. So and my husband was like, well, what the heck's this blob thing? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. So I get this book and the whole book is about Aboriginal art. I had no oh idea. God. And look at this. There's like blobs in here. Oh my gosh. And I was like, holy cow, like there's these blobs and like, and so you have to understand this right here. You guys have to understand. So I, I love art and I don't know that I call myself an artist, but I definitely was like in an advanced art class in junior high and high school. And I was obsessed with drawing these shapes, obsessed. I have down in my keepsakes, these exact kinds of things that I drew. So this is really powerful, but like, yeah, I've never been to Australia. I mean, I don't know anything about this. And so suddenly there's this massive opening about this culture and this the dream time and these experiences that I've never seen before. And the same thing happened with the Dalai Lama. I mean, he came to me in a meditation. I saw this past life in which I was a monk uh, or a Lama in, in Lhasa. And it opened up this energy. So we just can't judge because we just never know what's going to open up for us or where we're going to be. And for everybody out there who's been connected to the truth and the theories and the things out there, I hate using the word conspiracy. I hate it because I just don't think that that is the right language. The other narrative. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Those of you who have seen those and have understood your own truth within those theories, um, you really can't go back and, and you start to look back and go, man, I was pretty judgmental of this kind of thing or this politician or this. And then it's like, whoa, I get it. Like, so you've got to be real careful because we may learn information even now that transforms those stories. So we, you, Absolutely. Really, you really can't judge. You've got to be so like, 
<laughs> yeah. Compassionate. Yes, compassionate <laughs> and in the middle, like the middle way. Like yes. you know, that's it. Like, because everyone believes different things. I had yes. people who came to me because they were curious and they were really just testing me. And I told them something that made them like shattered their awareness. And they were angry and frustrated and and were not nice. And then a year later, five years later, and I bet you've had this too. They'll oh, yeah. come back and they're like, oh my God, that changed my life. And this happened and that happened. And they're in a completely different space. If I would have judged them for how they felt or where they were or yeah. asleep that people like to use. And I hate that too, because it's not asleep. They're just in a different awareness. They're just in a different space and they're not ready to see maybe something else, or maybe they're it serves them in their life experience to not see it right now. Like, yeah. And you know, it, that path, it's those paths that we were talking about, right? Yes. Like I, I live, I'm in Salt Lake city and I live right at the base of Mount Olympus, which is this incredible mountain here. And I look at it all the time. I've never hiked it. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've been up, I've never hiked to the top, but I was, I was sitting at a park the other day, just kind of looking and enjoying the scenery. And I was thinking, you know, I'm seeing all these people like walking, you know, and they're starting and like, and, and I noticed this one group cause I was kind of close. I could see them. And, and there was one group and one person was going slower. And so like there were four of them and three of them were, were kind of ahead. And then this one, and then the three would stop and they'd wait for that person to catch up and then they'd go again and then they'd get separated. And then, you know what I mean? And I thought, you know, isn't that interesting? Like they're not angry at that person. Mm-hmm. They're not going, hurry up, go <laughs> faster, scale this mountain better. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. like, this is their level. This is where they're at. Yeah. So that's life. That's a good metaphor for life. Like we're all going, you know, we're, we're all going the same place eventually. So I mean, that's our, that's our goal. You know, we're all doing the best we can with where we're at. Mm-hmm. And when we know better, we do better. Right. Yeah. Isn't that who said that when we know better, I think that was the Dalai Lama. I think every, he said, everybody's just doing the best they can. And when we know better, we do better. So maybe it wasn't him. I don't want to misquote, but I, I think that's a quote I, I have somewhere, but, um, you know, it's true. And we've got to, and I wanted to share this. I hope this is okay, Lisa, because yeah. I was reading this a couple weeks ago and I, I started because I'm like, I have to share this on our, our show. But so I have this little book called the easiest way by Mabel Katz. Do you, are you familiar with her? Uh-huh. It's all about the Ho'oponopono, you know, the Ho'oponopono. Oh, right. So she, um, she studied under Dr. Hugh Len. And so she wrote this book about um, she was Jewish, but she was atheist and believed that life had to be hard and all this. So every once in a while, when I need just a good, like simple, like something really simple to just help me remember the truth of me inside, I grab this book, but it says, so it's talking about everybody judging. Okay. Um, and these things happen. There's a story they're telling about this old man and some things happened with a horse. He had a horse and people wanted him to sell it and he didn't. Then the horse got escaped and they said, Oh, you dummy, you should have sold the horse. You would have had money. Now you have no horse. And everything that the people are saying, the man just keeps saying, 
I'm, it's neither good nor bad. It just, my horse got out. Mm. Like it's neither, you know what I mean? Whatever. And so, um, and it's about judging and um, nobody knows anything. Only God knows if it is a misfortune or good luck for this to occur. And we don't really, it's not ours to judge. And so this, it says, when we form an opinion or a judgment, we get stuck. We enslave ourselves. And I thought, boy, if that is not the epitome of, you know, when we're firmly rooted in an opinion of being enslaved to that opinion, suddenly mm -hmm. that's got all the control. And that's not our purpose. That's not what we want. We don't want these things outside of us to have control. Mm -hmm. We want to have the control, right? Yeah, but that's where we've kind of we kind of get stuck where we think, oh, if I align with this, I'll have control or I don't know. I don't know what the thinking is, but I just think I loved that, that, you know, we get stuck. We enslave ourselves when we form an opinion or a judgment. And I think that that, you know, it's true. And, and it comes back to compassion, compassion, mm -hmm. compassion, compassion. It's powerful. And that goes back to what we had talked about that kind of sparked this whole show, which was what Andrew had said. If you are not, if you're taking a side, you're no longer in choice. You, you've made, you, you know, if you're in the middle, you can choose, you know, what flows and what doesn't. If you take a side, you're no longer in choice. And that is exactly what you said about enslavement that's when you're no longer liberated. The liberation yeah. and the freedom comes from not choosing and being in that middle space. So when we go full circle back to, you know, <clears throat> how do we explain to people? I think Carrie was the one who said, how do we help people understand yes. it? You just say, it's freedom. It's yeah. freedom to be out of an opinion and a side. And that's what you were feeling, Michelle, right? Like that's yes. what we both felt was like, oh, I just want to be free of this. Yeah. It's just feeling hooked and stuck and shamed and upset and families torn apart and all these things. Like it's so much more important to just say, you know what? Like I'm going to be in a space of love and a space of compassion. And I think, you know, we still have, you know, 10 minutes or so left. And I think it's worth talking about the boundaries because that's tough because you have to really you even though you have compassion, it doesn't mean you condone behavior. So you have to sit no. back and say, like, what are my boundaries? And I can tell you one of mine. I actually asked my loving husband to stop sharing all of the information about what was happening. I said, I simply don't need to know all of that. I would rather be in that shift neutral space. This is my stick shift, by the way. In case yep, you're yep, yep. Love it, love it. I'd rather be in my Old neutral school. space to get information than be engaged in outside information. If the minute we're looking externally for information, we're hooked in a side versus being looking at our internal information and then making a decision. So one that's one of my boundaries, you know. Absolutely. Is and I concur when that's what I did. In fact, I, I not only told my unbelievably wonderful husband, I told my kids too, like, mm -hmm. I'm not doing this, you know, I, and I made an announcement. It wasn't popular, okay, <laughs> but I did during the political at the, before we even really got into the, you know, like September, I made an announcement, just letting you guys know I'm not vilifying anybody. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not engaging in that talk at all mm-hmm. on either side, either mm-hmm. way, ever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not ever, but I don't want to do that anymore. Like that's not serving me. And just what you said, Lisa, like I realized like all of this narrative and being on one side or the other and talking about it and why this and why that, and is this happening for this reason and all that, all it was doing was creating clutter in my heart and in my brain so that I didn't have a clear channel. I couldn't Mm -hmm. hear, Mm -hmm. right? I could not hear. And now I literally am having this air stuff on my right side, right? But even that, it's like, I've been so, for so many weeks, I've been so focused on what's going on. Why is this happening? Blah, blah, blah. And then one day I'm just like, you know what? You gotta let that shit go too. Mm -hmm. Like, and then like, oh, this is so bad. But then there's gifts from it. And then it's just like, maybe it's neither. Yeah. Maybe it's just is. And this is just happening because I need to, you know, and and there's things I've got to do. We all go through physical things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, nobody's perfect. Nobody's here without any of it, you know, but it's, what do we do with it when we have it? And it's not about being perfect. It's about being compassionate. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I set that boundary just like you. Yeah, I said it with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, you're fired. I get fired up, you know, because I think we've both been really honest with everybody. Like we have, we've got some anchor. We got some shadow energy because we're like, what the heck? But I'll tell you something because you and I are both mediums and I feel like this is the forum to say this and I think it's okay. Um, people die. And this is going to make me cry. Our jobs are day in and day out talking to people who have lost their loved ones. And it doesn't stop there, you guys. You're crazy if you think it does. They show up in our bedside at night. They show up in our dreams. They show up outside. Yeah. How dare people make a big deal over a particular group leaving? Because people are leaving all the time. Every day. And it is sad and it is hard. And the biggest thing that's happening is people are leaving alone. And they have a lot to say. So I don't know about you, but I've got like spirit backlog because I have all of these spirit energies who are like, we have got to go find our loved ones and talk to them. And I've got to figure out how to get those messages out. Yeah. It's a constant like work in progress. And so, you know, Dr. Zach Bush said something really beautiful the other day. He said, it's great that we made these pretty ceremonial things for this particular group, but three times the amount of people that left the planet for the he who shall not be named Three times that amount of people left because of cancer last year, because exactly. of the and the toxins in our exactly. food, in our energy, in our air, in our water. And nobody's talking about the amount of suicides right. that have exponentially grown over this last year. Mm-hmm. So you're exactly right, Lisa. And that this is the anger. It's like right. I'm not just. It's not just random anger. I'm not angry at this person or that person. I'm angry. In general, which is hard because there's not a face to put on it, right? No, there's not. It's just random. But as a medium, because I know the sanctity, the sacredness of when somebody leaves and they connect with their loved ones, because I've had that 
on my side as well. I've had mediums connect me with my loved ones, you know, yeah, same and, and I, you know how sacred it is. And, and that's why I always say this is my favorite thing. It, it's most honor that I have in everything I do is connecting people that have passed away, that they trust me enough to come through me and that the people sitting trust me enough to receive it. And it's when you lose somebody, it doesn't matter what they go. Their yeah. life matters period, because their life matters and it matters to the people that they loved. Yes. So going from he, this thing that shall not be named is no greater or less. It's a death. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, again, it goes back to judgment. Like there's this storyline about it. And I think it's all tough. It's all hard. Death is hard. It's hard for Westerners and it's hard for a human being to lose someone they love. But let's not forget about everyone who's leaving. Because again, yes. there's this, there's like this uh, ism around who's leaving for what reasons. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, More shame. People are leaving. It's sad. Yeah. And, and I just can't believe it. And, 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 you know, I've had so many people come to me from the other side in this last year who are so frustrated with their experience when they left. And we can't ignore that. So no matter what narratives are out there or sides or beliefs, like there's absolutely a shift in how death is being managed and no one's talking about that at all. And right along with that, and yes, I've had lots of people that have passed away come and communicate and, you know, talk about the frustration and the, the, the disappointment. And they're worried about their loved ones here because there's no closure. Mm -hmm. they, there was no, they can't get closure. They're going to live with that for the rest of their, their life now knowing that they can be with their people, right? Yep. Or the guilt that their person was alone. And so from the get-go, I have been saying, like the first week, I've been saying, people, we gotta be aware, you gotta, we've gotta have our eyes open because there are gonna be repercussions of whatever's going on mm -hmm. for a long time that we may not understand. And that's one of them. Yep. Those emotional scars, those emotional things that are these people that are still on this, you know, still in the physical are gonna be dealing with are going to be there. And that's why all these spiritual people are lining up, hoping to get in touch with them so that they can do some of that healing. Right. Yes. So, you know, but we, we got to do it. It's an important job. It's an important mm -hmm. job. And, and, you know, we've talked about that as psychics too, like kind of, you know, shifting more and, and, and to do that, to do the mediumship really well, Lisa, we gotta be, we've got to be in the middle. <laughs> Yes, because people, when, when they leave their body, they still have their filters, you know, and so you can't judge that you have to just share you're a medium, like your job is to share the information like you're the translator, basically, of yep. the charades from from the other dimensions and other realities. And so yeah, I mean, I just, those are the things like, that's why we're doing this show. And um, an hour goes by fast, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> It does.
But I really would love to hear from everybody out there if you felt this was helpful and if you have questions or things you're dealing with, because we're going to be doing this um, once every season and we're really excited about it. So we have three more shows coming up this year. And, um, you know, we want to share kind of what everybody's struggling with because we're all struggling with it. It is not like, oh, we're spiritual teachers over here and we're good, dude. Like we've all cried this week. Trust me. Like we've all had our own drama and we're all struggling with it because we have to decide what's right. Like I have to decide what's right to be on this channel. I have to decide. We all have to make these choices of like, what's in right action. And I think that's really important is like right action. Like yes. right action is not being right or wrong. It's about doing something that's in alignment with truth. That's our truth. Yes. With being in alignment with your truth. That's what right action is. Yeah. And, you know, just one last thing I would really love to say, Lisa, is, you know, that's, I think it, I love that you said that, you know, everybody's going through it's like I told my husband last week there is not a person on this planet that's not in trauma mm -hmm. they may not realize it everybody is we all are you know because you can't be a human living with all this and not be in trauma and so you know the people that you see that you know spiritual people they're feeling it even if they say they're not they are you know mm -hmm. what I mean I mean that's not a judgment it's just you can't not feel it. We're, you know, I mean, I've cried more tears in the last, you know, four months than I thought I could possibly cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some, and it's a cleaning and a cleansing. I know that, you know, so it's like, be compassionate with yourself. That word, I'm going to keep going back to that. So, yeah. I love you so much, Michelle. I'm I so glad you for doing this. And I love everybody who's here today. Thank you so much for you joining us. I love you guys out there. And yeah, just share in the comments. I'd love to hear how this helped you today. Did it help? Is it worth the time? How <laughs> I think it is. But, you know, we'd love to hear from you and, and love to hear what your questions are too. And um, yeah, just so much love to everybody. You know, this conversation is sort of continuing this afternoon because I'll be back at three o'clock with Julie Hoyle and yes. she's talking about keeping it real. So she's also talking about, you know, how do we push past all the BS out there. And I think I feel really good because we're all aligned, all of us together in this community, you know, with like really being able to move forward and to evolve and to ascend and all those things. So yep. thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you to everybody. You, for watching. And you. we'll see you guys at three o'clock. Yeah. Oh. All right. Bye, bye guys.